Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. What a save! in with the glove. Unbelievable! Big David, 500 points! Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. This is a little bit obscene in terms of what the Edmonton Oilers are doing on the power play. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Evan Bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point. James Neal. Start on this. Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades. Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. Unbelievable. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Connor McDavid wins the game for Edmonton. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. for joining you in Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. That is an old-school classic, 57 years old, that song. Still a great tune. This is Oilers Now, again, brought to you by Digitex. The day after a subpar performance where we saw something that maybe we hadn't seen in the National Hockey League in the last 30 years last night. Flat Edmonton Oilers early, a couple bad coverage goals, turnover goals, 2-0 quickly for the Canucks, and then bang! Two more on plays that Miko Koskinen definitely would like to have back. Four goals against on four shots. Had not seen that in the NHL since 1989 when uh, Don Beaupre was with the Washington Capitals. 
as Pittsburgh lit them up. Uh, tough night. Oilers tried to battle back, couldn't, ultimately lost 6-3. They're still home and cooled and in second spot in the Canadian division. They're in the playoffs. They're looking to rebound. They've made some changes to their lines already. We'll get to that. They've just hit the ice over at Rogers Place four minutes ago. Again, Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, we'll get into our Oilers Now audio vault fairly quickly today. Um, and speaking of quickly, uh, Dave Tippett did about a two and a half minute long availability last night. You could uh, sense the exasperation and the uh, uh, shortness in terms of his responses. Did not want to belabor the point after the performance last night. Uh, so we'll get into that. Cam Moon will update us from practice today for Brent Ridge Ford at 12:22, 12:35 for NHL Hockey and Rogers. For our friends at the River Creek Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman, 105 for the horses and horse racing, Alberta Mark Spector, and 135, Jack Michaels, uh, will, uh, join us as well. Uh, of course, uh, with both Sportsnet and the Oilers Radio Network. You can reach us at any time on the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. When the province returns to action, so too will the River Creek Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. And you can text us at 780-496-0063, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Find everything you'll need for your next flooring project at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or at the theashleyfinefloors.com. All right, let's get right to it. Edmonton last night, uh, by the way, you can tweet uh, me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Um... And the show Twitter account is at Oilers now. Edmonton was five and two against Vancouver. They were um, Canucks had dropped six straight games. Canucks maybe needed a break or two. Their bottom six hadn't given them anything all year. Well, Miko Koskinen had one. He had a rough start. That's all there is to it. Let's go to the Oilers now audio vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Looking to lock up home ice in the first round of the playoff. Here's Miller. He'll get it out to Hoaglander. He'll shoot. Scores. Nils Hoaglander goes right up top on Miko Koskinen. And just 31 seconds into the first period, it's 1-0 Vancouver. That won't get out. Walking to the middle. Our leg shot blocked by Kulikov. Here's Rathbone. Scores. Hamannick. He'll come in in the save. No, it up in the air. Scores. Schmidt. He'll shoot it. That was blocked in front of the net. Now put on goal scores and that's going to be it for Miko Koskin and Mike Smith's coming into the game it's 4-0 for the Vancouver Canucks I don't think I've ever seen that before where teams had four shots on goal 12 minutes of the game and have scored on all four shots that is uh, Miko had a meltdown thereafter Smith out to play it whips it up the right side to McDavid and over the line drops it dry side all scores Leon dry side all he goes stick side on Dem it's a power play goal. Out in front. Pugliarvi scores! Yes, a Pugliarvi! He gets the pass from McDavid, and he rips it into the net. And just like that, the Canuck lead cut to 4-2. Grayovac will get the puck in. They go to the left wing corner. He'll put it right up top. Scores! Now, wait. They're celebrating. That's a goal. I know it is a goal. The referee in the corner did not see it go in, but he short side roofed that thing. Puck goes to McDavid, left side to the blue line. Nurse right wing. One-timer. Scores! Leon drives side with a one-timer on the right side. Pearson turning in the right wing corner. Out to Besser. Scores. Brock Besser. 
With a shot from the slot, they got through Smith in the Canuck lead, now 6-3. All right, so it was what it was. Uh, you know, Mikko Koskinen had a 9.29 save percentage in his previous 10 games. The third and fourth goals, what do you say? Well, you hear from the head coach. Here's Dave Tippett on the four goals allowed on four shots last night. First one's poor coverage, second one's a poor turnover, and the third one's are third and fourth one are poor, should have been saves from the goalie. So I don't know if I've ever seen that where your first four shots go in your net. So a big hole to jump out of. No question about that. Dmitry Kulikov turned the puck over on the second goal against. I will tell you, he is not on the ice today at Rogers Place. Took a couple of heavy hits in the third period. Dave Tippett uh, was then asked, what did you say to the Oilers uh, postgame? All I said after the game is we need a good practice tomorrow. And tomorrow is now today. Connor McDavid uh, says the Oilers are going to have to find a way to bounce back from games like that. I think we've done a good job of responding after games like this. Um, you know, responding after losses, I think, you know, we've, we've done a good job of coming out and, and, uh, and responding. Um, you know, just getting back to our game and, and, uh, and, and, and kind of regrouping. Um, that's all you can do. And uh, McDavid added some additional comments on ironing out the wrinkles uh, before the playoffs. I mean, we keep saying it. You know, we want to go into the playoffs on a high note. You know, you don't want to limp into the playoffs. It's 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 not like a light switch where you can turn your game on and off. So, you know, we're obviously trying to keep ourselves ready. You know, I thought tonight was good to, to keep the battle level high. You know, so so that was a positive, I guess. But, you know, in terms of our game, I thought our game wasn't good enough. And, and we need to get back to, to the details and, and, uh, and you know, doing things right uh, for the last four here. That's Connor McDavid, the Oilers captain, who got three assists last night. He's up to 96 points. He has 30 more points than any player on any other team in the NHL. Only teammate Leon Dreisettle scored twice last night is uh, within 30 points. Uh, Dreisettle 19 points behind Connor McDavid. Uh, McDavid, four games left to get to 100. I wouldn't bet against him. Kyler Yamamoto, ice cold. Three goals in his last 33 games. One goal in his last 23 games. Had this to say on his mindset while struggling to score. Uh, you know, I feel like my game, um, you know, my competes there, um, you know, pucks just aren't going in for me right now, um, you know, so still trying to work on that, but, um, you know, eventually they're going to go in and, um, you know, I think once that happens, um, you know, it can only go up from there, so just keep working and, um, you know, keep shooting. All right, so, uh, yeah, he's got to get it going, um, and... One thing about Yamamoto, he said this was not all on Miko Koskinen. Says the Oilers' whole team has to be responsible for the poor start last night. Anytime you start a game four down, um, it's not the way you want to start. But you know that's on us. Um, that's not on Miko. Um, you know we got to be a lot better in front of him, and um, you know helping him out, and um, you know keeping those pucks out of the net. Yeah, uh, yes, the Poliarvi probably uh, would have liked a little bit better positioning on the Hoaglander goal. Made a nice move. Uh, and again, Kulikov was fighting the puck all game long last night and not on the ice today. The orders have changed up the lines. Uh, we're going to go early into the Oilers now lineup report. It's brought to you by North 49 Home Inspections, professional and thorough home inspections for the Edmonton area. Connor McDavid today with Dominic Cahoon on left wing. And yes, the Pugliarvi turns 23 today, 14 goals. I actually thought Pugliarvi for about 50 minutes of the game last night might have been Edmonton's best forward. He won a lot of puck battles. He was uh, engaged, involved. Leon Dreisettle scored twice last night. He's got 499 career points in 474 games. 
He was centering, uh, he is centering Ryan Nugent Hopkins with just five goals in his last 28 games and Kyler Yamamoto. I think maybe that's being done to get Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto going. I did think that Nugent Hopkins had some decent moments in the game last night. Jujar Carrot, Devin Shore on left wing, Josh Archibald. This is an easily predictable line combination that had success earlier in the year. McLeod with Chase on, and they've got Neil and Ennis rotating through on the left side. Those guys are both emergency recalls. In lieu of Dmitry Kulikov is William Lagason, which I'm going to be intrigued to see if Kulikov is just a maintenance day or not. Darnell Nurse was again with Tyson Berry. Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear and Cuckoo is out there right now uh, with uh, Evan Bouchard, who I think many of you are clamoring to see uh, uh, in between, uh, uh, get back in the lineup. And in between the pipes, I fully expect uh, Mike, Mike Smith to start. Dave Tippett said last night they're sticking with the plan regardless of what happened last night. So there you have it. That's your lineup report brought to you by North 49 Home Inspections, professional and thorough home inspections for the Edmonton area. It's 1217 in Edmonton. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Do you have concerns about Miko Koskinen after last night, or conversely, do you look at the 9.29 save percentage over the previous 10 games? Um, I mean, it's it's easy to pin the tail on the donkey last night on the third and fourth goals. And the reality of the situation is, I would suggest to you that if the Oilers hadn't already clinched the playoff spot, Koskinen would have been out of there. He wouldn't have been had a chance to give up the fourth one. He would have been out after the third goal against. But uh, I do think you'll see Miko Koskinen back in goal between the pipes. I know a lot of you think Stalock should get a start here. He started all four games for Minnesota last year in the bubble in August against the Vancouver Canucks. In fact, he's not played a game since August the 8th of last year. So uh, give me your rip on the Oilers' goaltending situation. It's clear that they play um, with greater confidence. In front of Mike Smith, I think that's evident. And I do think we're going to see Miko at least one more time. He'll play one of the two games in Montreal. We'll head off to a quick timeout here in Oilers now. When we come back, Cam Moon for our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. He's down at uh, Rogers Place. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12-21 in Edmonton, likely a maintenance day for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, Dmitry Kulikov. Again, he needs to do a better job of managing the puck. It's never a bad thing to reverse back behind your goal, uh, just to set the record straight. But let's go out to Rogers Place right now. We are joined by former WHL goaltender for 22 years, the radio play-by-play voice of the Red Deer Rebels. Did some work with TSN back in the day as well on their old Sunday night TSN junior package, which I used to love. Uh, In his first year, splitting the Oilers radio play-by-play duties. We welcome back to the show for our friends at Brent Ridge Ford, Cam Moon. Hi, Cam. How are you? Doing very, very well. All right. So What's happening? Well, let's let's talk a bit about the goaltending and what happened okay. last night. Yeah. Uh, you, you played the position. Uh, you said something humorous last night. I asked you whether or not you'd ever given up four on four, and what did you, your response had me chuckling. <laughs> we usually get yanked before I ever got to four. Right. So, yeah. well, you're good enough to play in the league. I mean, have you ever seen that happen? And I mean, no. you know, you've, you've called literally a couple thousand games and never seen that happen. No. No, that is an absolute first. Uh, from playing junior hockey to, to calling junior games forever, ever, ever, four straight. That was, it, it was hard to fathom. And, you know, the third one that went 
off his arm up in the air and in. Like when it first hit him, I was like, oh, well, good. He got the first save, <laughs> except it was a, a fly ball that, that eventually landed in the net. So, yeah, tough night. Um, with that position, it's, it's so important to have a, a short memory, whether things have gone well or, or poorly, uh, to be able to rebound in his next appearance whenever that may be. Yeah, got to have a short memory. So hopefully you know, a good day of practice uh, here today for Miko Koskinen and he can expunge that from his mind. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I hate, like, here's the thing. My expectation is that goalies stop pucks and they shut up and they never show up their defense, okay? And if, if they do that, and the owners had a guy that did that. He thought he was really smart, but he did that. And I wasn't a big fan of his, and I'm not a big fan of his to this day. I'm, I, I'm from the school, you know, make the save and keep her quiet sort of thing. And But I, I had some empathy for Miko Koskinen last night because I didn't. I thought the owners were red rotten as a team through the first 10 minutes of last night's game. But the third and fourth goals were so bad, Cam, at that yeah. stage. I mean, and we don't see Miko melt like we haven't seen Miko lose it like that. You know, I've called every one of his games for three years. He was incredibly fraught. And so, of course, now it immediately brings out all the guys saying, hey, we got to get Staylock in there and see what you got with Staylock. How would you handle that situation? No, I, I and I agree with you. Yeah, I thought, I thought the first two were defensive misplays by the team. And. And God knows that's happened a lot this year. And a lot of times Mike Smith has bailed them out of those situations where they've given up really good chances early. But the last two goals, definitely on the goaltender, those those have to be stopped for sure. I, I, I would say you need to get him in there at some time between now and the end of the regular yep. season. Uh, he's got to play. He's got to be feeling good about himself going into the playoffs because you might just need him. And if that's the case... You need to have his headspace in a good space. So I would think at some time between now and the end of the regular season, uh, he'll get a start uh, of one of those games. I don't think it'll be tomorrow, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it might it might very well be either Monday or Wednesday in Montreal. But uh, certainly get him back in there. And uh, Well, look, before last night, he'd won three starts in a row and had played really well. So you know he can do it. And, and you need him to get back in there and start feeling good about his game. All right. Uh, switching focus. And they weren't fantastic last night, but they were decent. Connor McDavid with Leon Dreisettle and, yes, Apoliarvi. They've been split up today. It's quite the pursuit. McDavid has 27 points in his last 10 games. Another three-point game. Um he has a chance to match the most amount of three-point games in a season over about the last 20-plus years if he has one more three-point game this season in one of his final four games. He came in the right year, Cam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, he just keeps getting better. Like, it, it's unbelievable. And if you got three points tomorrow night, that would not shock me in the least, uh, even though the, the line looks a little different uh, playing at least in the practice here today with uh, Pooley Arvey and Cahoon. So, yeah, uh, he just keeps finding new ways. He keeps getting better. The defensive game's been better. Like, everything's improved on him because he is incredibly driven. Um, it's, a, it's a treat to watch 
I can't wait to see what number he actually gets to. If you remember, it was like a month or two ago when we were talking about, wow, wouldn't that be amazing if he could uh, find a way yeah. to get to 100? And a lot of people are like, yeah, you know, that'd be great, but there's no way. And now it's like it's a foregone conclusion. In fact, he might do it tomorrow night. So amazing. We're, it's a treat. It's an absolute uh, treat to be able to watch this guy play. All right, one final one for you. we got about uh, a minute left here. When we mentioned the TSN packages that you used to be a part of. Uh, sometimes you worked with uh, guys like Peter Watts, who passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, real good guy out of Queen's University. Worked for a long time. Did yep. the uh, weekend show on on uh, Chorus here for Alberta. Uh, but you had a game where you you were doing Medicine Hat with Rocky Thompson and the Swift Current Broncos and uh, and Jeremy Thompson as well. Maybe you can relay the story to the listeners about how much access you had at that time and whether or not they gave you a heads up that there might be a little bit of fun. Yeah, and that was, actually, I didn't do many games on TSN with Peter Watts. That was a rare fill-in for him. Normally, it was Paul Romanuk doing the play-by-play. Okay. And and more often than not, Gord Miller was the host. But for that game, it was Lisa Bowes as the host. So, yeah, uh, it was it was Swift Current and Medicine Hat. It was a heated rivalry. And the access was like you could just go talk to anybody at any time, basically. Uh, they were, both teams were incredibly accommodating. Um, and I guess it, it helped that I, I knew everybody in the league from my time in it, and, and I wasn't that far removed. So I knew a lot of the players, too. But, uh, yeah, I remember uh, before the game, uh, Jeremy Thompson had told me, uh, you wait, Mooner. He says, this one's going to get going uh, earlier than later. And sure enough, we had a five-on-five melee almost right off the hop of the game. This is the old Medicine Hat Arena. Uh, the crowd is going absolutely crazy and yeah it was, it was uh, some fights some, some rock'em sock'em hockey it was just you know crazy whl stuff that would happen in the early 90s but uh yeah that one i, I just remember poor, the the look on peter watts's face was pure horror as, as that started and uh we just couldn't uh, believe that uh we were getting that much action that early as I recall in that game, Jason Horvath crushed Rocky Thompson with a hit into the boards, uh, and he hit him almost as hard as he may have hit Grim James one time in a dressing room. We're not, we're not quite sure in that story, uh, but anyhow, uh, legend has it, uh, which led to uh, Jason's, uh, well, he ultimately got traded to Portland the next year. Many people yeah. would say it was justified. Great stuff. Uh, Cam, look forward to it. Uh, Jack's got the call tomorrow night, but you and me will be on the, uh, the blower Monday Wednesday, so have some fun, all right? We'll see you tomorrow. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. You bet. 1229 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, yes, indeed, we will hear from Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort Casino. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.